For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. We are your co-hosts, Ed Kratz, John McMullen. We are with SI Fan Nation Eagles today, and uh, we are here in South Philadelphia where the Eagles had the rare OTA open availability practice. They uh, only have six of them. They've had three this week, one Tuesday, one Thursday, and one Friday, which is today, June 3rd. We're allowed to be here, and then they'll have three more next week. We'll have one availability then, and then that's it until training camp starts yeah. in July. So, um, and it didn't really even go that long today, John. Yeah. We were only out there about 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes before uh, Nick Sirianni called it a day, and uh, he's already said that there's not going to be any 11 on 11 work uh, during these periods, uh, just seven on sevens. But we saw a few things. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. And Brandon Grant talked after practice, and he said, it's not like it used to be. Brandon's been around for a while. So, yeah, I mean, it's much lighter. There's more of a focus on teaching than anything else. And obviously, when they do get on the field, it's pretty exciting because you get to see the new players. The A.J. Browns of the world, the James Bradbury's for the first time, the veterans. We got to see some of the rookies in rookie camp like Jordan Davis and Jacoby Dean but a lot of exciting changes on this team and um, yeah it started today with seven on sevens and yeah. saw some fireworks from Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith so that's going to excite some people's fans. Yeah who, who we didn't see and maybe we should start there a little bit is uh, and this is optional players don't have to be uh, at these OTAs. Fletcher Cox was one of those who was not here. We haven't talked to Fletcher uh, really since the offseason began. You know, he got released for 48 hours and then the Eagles brought him back. Uh, they drafted Jordan Davis to be his eventual replacement. So, you know, there's some things we'd like to ask Fletcher, but he wasn't here today. Neither was Jalen Rager. Of course, he lost uh, a good friend, Jeff Gladney from TCU, who was a cornerback with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, uh, they were teammates at TCU, so maybe there was something, uh, you know, going on with Jalen there. Quez Watkins was not here. Um, a bunch of the offensive linemen might have to do with Brett South getting married, but uh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson wasn't here, uh, Jason Kelsey. Um, I did not see Jordan Mailata. Uh, I, I don't think you saw Jordan. I did not. Um, but there was a picture or something of that nature, so still a little bit fuzzy on that. Got to see Cam Jurgens doing a little snapping from center. Mm -hmm. um, Isaac Sayamala was back coming off uh, his injury. Uh, Tyree Jackson was out there, wasn't participating, but had a huge, huge brace as he continues 
to recover from his ACL injury, but that was uh, a positive sign that it could be out there with his teammates and get those mental reps uh, because the Eagles need a, a tight end too. Um, so yeah, seven on yeah. sevens. We didn't learn a lot about the offensive and defensive line, but we saw some of the, the mixing in of the back seven on defense um, and the receivers and a lot of four, a lot of some five wide sets. Uh, and you can see some excitement, but you mentioned Rager, Zach, Pascal, Quez, what did you say, Quez? Ed, yes, Quez. I didn't a, say Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. yeah, so three receivers who yeah. will be, I would think, a big part of the team. Maybe Rager not so much, but yeah. um, but three important pieces to the wide receiver room were not here today. Yeah. Um, but that was okay because we saw A.J. Brown, who, who looks you know a lot bigger monster in person than he does on television or you know you know sitting in in, a, in an interview room uh, he looks big and uh, we saw Devonte smith and those two you know jalen hurts was just airing it out deep to those guys and he connected twice with Devonte smith down the right sideline and down the left sideline for what would have been touchdowns he also yeah. uh with aj brown and brown you said we talked to him afterward and he admitted that they still need to work on some things Jalen underthrew him at one point, and Brown had to kind of break up the pass. Otherwise, Darius Slay was going to pick it. And then there was another time where Hertz overthrew him. But A.J. Brown says, listen, just, just throw it as far as you can. And he goes, and most times I'll be able to get to it. This time he didn't. So they're still kind of working things out, him and Brown. But, man, Hertz looked great throwing the deep ball to Smith and to Deion Kane. Deion Kane, yeah. So, I, you know, when you look at these OTAs, a lot of it's about the younger players and developing players because you know what you have in the veterans. Uh, Deion Kane's one guy that stood out to me, got an opportunity, probably more opportunity because all those receivers were were absent and he took advantage of it. He yeah. made, you kept saying, oh, Deion Kane, Deion Kane. Yeah. And at one play was the deep down, throw down yeah. the middle of the field yeah. where it was pretty well defended, you know, and he caught it and he took a couple bumps, but held on to the ball and kind of stumbled his way toward the end zone. Uh, looked like it would have been a touchdown to me just because he did get hit a couple times after he caught it, but it was a nice play and he caught a couple under Underneath throws, yeah. uh, look, look, yeah, and and I thought hurts. I gotta say, I thought hurts. I know it. Listen, it's very limited uh, time that we've seen, and we don't want you to get too excited because I'm sure there's a lot of expectations already built up around this team. But I thought hurts threw the ball pretty darn well. He he had some velocity, he had some accuracy, uh, and and he seemed like he was confident, knowing where he was going. Now you know it's seven on seven, but still, I thought it was a good sign from Jalen Hurts today. Yeah, I mean, if seven on seven mattered, Sam Bradford would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They always joke the ball never hit the ground yeah. with Sam, yeah. uh, which was true. It's about accuracy. It's the designed for the offense to pretty much succeed um, but that said yeah he did look good and you know there wasn't where you really get worried is okay are there a lot of footballs hitting the ground and there weren't no but I got to tell you this Ed the ones that were and I mentioned these young players are looking can step up Jared Maiden the safety he was, he was one of the reasons when the ball did hit the ground. Now, typically wasn't Jalen throwing it when Maiden was on the field. Um, he was a big part of it. And to me, he's an interesting player because the Eagles have a need at safety. Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. They're not comfortable probably with the starters, never mind the backups. So when you talk about Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris and Kayvon Wallace, you know, keep keep that name in the back of your mind because if the Eagles aren't able to do something at that position, 
Jared Maiden might get a chance to win a spot on this roster. Former Alabama player, so you know he's played a, at a high level in college. And he, and he showed up today. Yeah? yeah, I think he has good size. I think they list him at six yeah, foot. Yeah, he looked big. Look 205. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he would be a physical player on that back end. And you're right. They need somebody to step up. And today, what we saw, Jared Maiden uh, did kind of step up. He could be an under-the-radar uh, guy to keep an eye on. I also noticed Zach McPherson had a nice pass yeah. break up to it. And, again, it wasn't Hurts doing the throwing. It was, I guess it was Minshew. He was taking the second, uh, second team snaps. Uh, but, you know, he made a nice pass break up. I can't – I don't remember who the receiver was, but he was right there, stripped the ball out before the receiver could get his was hands on Britain, it. Was that Britton Kobe? I know Britton got got by either Maiden. I think he got the pass break up on Maiden. It might have been. And, and I don't remember. I'm with you with Zach McPherson. But good yeah. sign. Yeah. Because the Eagles have, look, on paper, they have a tremendous cornerback trio with Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox. Not much depth. And we've talked a lot about these young corners. Somebody's got to step up, and I, I had my eyes on Tay Gowan. Didn't see a lot of splashiness from Tay today, uh, but I did see it from Zach McPherson, so maybe he can be the one who takes that step forward as as a depth piece. Yeah, and, and I guess while we're talking about defense, another guy who was not here today, which I would think he would be here, is Hassan Reddick. I mean, you know, there could be reasons why these guys aren't here. Maybe he was here Tuesday and Thursday and, and took today off. We don't know, but we just know he wasn't here today on Friday. And, you know, to me, he's a guy that has to be here, right? He's a new guy. He's learning, you know, a new defense, the new terminology, uh, you know, this and that. And, you know, he wasn't here. And uh, who do we see out there? We saw Kaiser White taking a lot of the first team reps and, at linebacker. And DJ Edwards. So anybody who And, and Davion Taylor. Yeah. Davion and, Taylor. And Davion got mixed in. N'Kobe Dean was with the second and third team. Yeah. And that's understandable. People are excited about N'Kobe Dean, but they're not going to let him walk in and start at linebacker. They're going to make him earn it. So they defer to the veterans, and that's TJ and Kaiser White mainly, and then Davion Taylor mixing in. And then, you know, Kobe got some work after that. But it's going to be a process with him. Uh, they're not going to start him out right away as that de facto, you know, first-round pick because he wasn't. All right. You can talk about uh, first-round talent, and, and that's all legitimate. But, you know, Jordan Davis, when we get to training camp, he'll probably be in the mix very, very quickly. N'Kobe Dean is going to have to earn a spot. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But the good news is the Eagles have more depth at linebacker than they've had in a pretty long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan Davis, and I know fans have seen pictures and maybe some videos of him, but, man, he, he's huge. Uh, he came into the into the media tent after practice today, and that was really, you know, we saw him when he got introduced to the media after he was drafted 13th overall, uh, and he looked big, but, you know, he, he passed right by me on his way to the podium inside the media tent, and he, he's huge. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not just that he's 6'6", but he's, he's, uh, he's wide. I mean, you know, good. I can see why you need to double team this guy. And if he can get off blocks, opposing offenses are going to have to really account for Jordan Davis wherever he lines up on that defensive line, just because he's so big and he's Brilliant. so strong. He was. It was funny because someone asked, you know, who the strongest guy in the room was. And, you know, he, he was trying to be politically correct, let's say, but he admitted, he goes, it's, it's him. You know, and he kind of couched it by saying, uh, you know, what did he – I don't remember, but he, he hit the table. Yeah, he's got a great personality. Yeah, Eagles does. fans are going to like him. Really yeah. well-spoken kid. 
And by the way, Brandon Graham was the one who, who talked about how much weed he was pushing around. Like it was and, nothing. Yeah. And and Brandon looks unbelievable, by the way. Yeah. He he looks just jacked and and in a lot of ways, you know, maybe the time off helped him as far as building up his, his body. But yeah, Jordan Davis is gonna be a big part of this defense and right away. And you mentioned how big he is, six six, three forty ish. Not a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Jordan Davis, he's, he looks good, man. He looks good yeah, um, he does. At, at that weight. He can carry that weight. Uh, pretty amazing uh, athlete. Um, and the Eagles may have something really special in Jordan Davis. Yeah, they really could. Uh, yeah, getting back to Davion Taylor here a second, you know, I thought he looked big too. I thought he looked a little bit more, uh, you know, put together. But listen, my old eyes have betrayed me before. I thought Jalen Hurts looked a little bit well, I think thinner. he is thinner. But yeah. I asked him because yeah. we they brought Jalen in, and Jalen was terrific. I mean, talk about keeping it real with Jalen. You know, the Eagles are doing this um, – end gun violence campaign today they wore orange uh you know shirts uh, their jerseys had a little bit of orange in them and and jalen hurts talked for about eight minutes about the impact of the of gun violence on him and i thought it was fantastic um but i asked him also about his weight and i said jared jalen have you lost a little bit of you know a few pounds or, or anything he said, no still playing at 222 i said well did you reproportion it any did you did you kind of reshuffle it he said i'm still strong he goes that's your take he goes, but I'm still strong and I'm still 222. So, you know, I yeah, he I, looks th he looks thinner, but he says he's not. Yeah, and and he looks he looks thinner to me. He looks thinner to you. We asked a bunch of other reporters. They said he looks thinner. He's thinner. He looks thinner. <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, Jalen was a power lifter back in his high school days, and 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 really strong, as he mentioned. Um, and you know. Maybe he, he, he wanted to lose or reproportion a little bit of weight uh, in the offseason, but he doesn't want to bring attention to it. He yeah. does look a little bit thinner. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No, and he talked, and maybe it's some flexibility. We had yeah. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, prior to practice, and he, you know, he's a former quarterback, and he talked about having flexibility. So, you know, oh, and by the way, Ed, we got to go, so I got to jump this in. Yeah, Shane Steichen confirms he's the play caller. Just bang out of out yeah. of nowhere. Right. Which, you know, he, he, he was calling the plays about midway through last season, but the Eagles made it out like it was a collaborative process, which it is. But bottom line is, on a down-to-down -down basis, Shane Steichen is calling the plays. He's going to call the plays. He's going to continue to call the plays. And me personally, I think that's a great idea. I like CEO coaches. Yep. There's so much to do on a game day. I'd like a coach who can oversee the whole team, not just get bogged down in, in play calling. So I think that was the biggest story of the day and we forgot about it. Yeah, and well, John wrote a great story about it, you know, taking a look at the angles and what this means for Nick Sirianni's game day role, the CEO, like you mentioned. And you don't want Nick to be a hand clapper like Jason Garrett was down in Dallas. You know, he was the CEO of the team too, but all he did was clap his hands when guys made a That's play. True. That's so, true. You, but I don't think Nick's going to be like that. And I think Nick's still going to have an input on what plays there are being called. Uh, but it's just going to be, it's going to be Shane now on the headset. And it was Shane, but it would be Nick who would relay him the play. And then Nick would talk to Jalen in his, in his ear out on the field, relaying that play. But now, 
it's going to be more streamlined, probably less convoluted, maybe a little bit more uh, precise in what they want to get done uh, from a play calling standpoint. But John has a story sitting on our site at uh, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles or the simpler EagleMaven.com. Uh, and, and that's a good look at exactly uh, Shane Steichen's uh, role in the play and, calling. And should we sneak in the front office? Uh, uh, it's, you know, Alec Alibi and, and um, uh, Joe Ferrari are going to be promoted to assistant GMs, and that's going to come out in the next day. It might come out today. Yeah. It'll, it'll definitely be out by early next week. Um, interesting. Yeah. Not a personnel guy. Yeah. Uh, both Alec is more analytics. Joe is is a compliance guy. Uh, with and Nick Sirianni, for hardcore fans, will remember mention uh, John Ferrari a number of times and how valuable he was. So they're going to be the assistant GMs to, to Howie Roseman. Interesting that no personnel guy. But there's going to be plenty of changes there, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, well. yeah, we had we did have general manager Howie Roseman talk to us for, you know, a good 15 minutes off the record. But um, you know, he explained a lot of the stuff that's going to come out here uh, in the next day, uh, maybe later on Friday. Um, but uh, you know, I want to just wrap up here, John. I mean, yeah, that that's important that front office stuff. But uh, Devontae Smith, to me, if well, I had to pick one player right well, now who's going to have a breakout season, and he played well as a rookie. I think it's going to be him, and I think it's going to be A.J. Brown will be a big reason for it. I mean, to me, he's going to, I think he's going to be more comfortable in, in year two, and I just think that A.J. Brown's going to help him so much. And, and we talked to Brown and Smith about it, and I'm going to write about it, so you can, again, check out that website, nfl.com backslash nfl. NFL backslash Eagles. Did I say that right? Uh, SI.com. SI yeah, SI. Not NFL.com. No, SI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. Yeah, it's been a long there day here in the hot yeah. sun. Thank you. But yeah, I just, if I had to pick somebody right now, June 3rd, breakout year, Devontae Smith, and we saw him for about 50 minutes today, but I love what I saw. Uh, great player, great receiver. And I've said this, and this is not an insult to A.J. Brown, because A.J. Brown's a great player. Ultimately, I think Devontae Smith is going to be better than A.J. Brown. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but he's so gifted. He's so talented. Uh, and, yeah, you got to see a little bit of a splash today, and I think it's going to continue. I'm with you. All right, so listen, that's going to do it for uh, John and myself here today from the Eagles Novacare Complex in South Philadelphia where they had the first open availability for their uh, po their offseason here, and uh, it's going to go quick. Next week there will be another one, and then after that it's going to be a nice long wait until training camp opens probably at the end of July. So for now, I'm Ed Kratz, John McMullen. Check us out uh, at our website. SI.com. SI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles or EagleMaven.com. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.